Comprehensive scientific research has exposed a startling reality for the ungodly.
everybody, and welcome. It is Monday, February 19th, year of our Lord, 2024, and uh, this is episode number 295. We're already 295 episodes in, and uh, five more episodes, and we get to a full 300. Who would have ever thought, uh, you know, 300 episodes, and the show is getting better. The podcast is getting more in depth. Um, We are breaking down verses better than we did on day one. We are learning more. We are taking away more every single day that we do this, and we are furthering our journey with Jesus. Uh, Powerful morning already. Julie was so awesome. Wouldn't it be nice if Julie was on LFA TV as well? So we could like, you know what I mean? Like have a whole three hours or whatever, two hours uh, back to back. But you know what? It's good that uh, she's on Rumble. At least she's on the right channel. You know what I mean? So yes, 295 folks. We titled today's show, Time is Ticking. And uh, you know, it's going to be a very serious show today. I've got some video to show you. I've got some, you know, weekend stories to tell you. We're going to dive deep into three different verses, all from Proverbs, and um, and we're going to get serious today. Kelly says, I listened to Julie for the very first time this morning. Awesome. Big shout out to Julie. Big shout out to Chris. Um, it, it's nice to have fellow brothers and sisters out there uh, in the name of God, uh, doing the will of God. So a uh, good morning. Coleman K9, God bless you. I appreciate that. Jeremy, you need a special email address just for Rise Up listeners. Yeah, we're getting there. We're trying to, uh, with, the, with the new website coming out and the new way to uh, contact us, uh, we're working on that. We never really had a solid um, infrastructure to do that. It was kind of just like, here's an email. Uh, email it. We'll try to get to it when we can. Ended up being like 70,000 emails in there that we n- never read. And probably a lot of them were very, very important. So, you know, it was just we, we, we didn't have a good infrastructure. We didn't have the staff. We didn't have the money uh, to do stuff like that. But hopefully we're getting there now. Um, if you guys could do me a favor, we are uh, 10 minutes into the show. Uh, if you guys could help me uh, share the gospel, not gossip, and send this link out. Uh, share, it, uh, share it from the Rumble app, but also take the link itself and just go you know, bring up, if you're watching on your computer, bring up four tabs, put your four social medias in there real quick, share a link on each one and you're done. It'll take about a minute to do it. And it really helps us out uh, big time. Also, make sure that you guys check out Trumpet Daily, trumpetdaily.com or thetrumpetdaily.com. I'm sure both of them will send you to the same place. Make sure you check out trumpetdaily.com here on LFA TV for more faith based inspired reporting on the day-to-day activities that are going on here in the United States. Our friend Stephen Flurry hosts that show. It's on here every single day, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you got 9 9 a.m., you break in the day with God, and 9 p.m., you're still talking about news, but you're doing it from a um, God-centered space. And you can go to sign up for their newsletter at trumpetdaily.com and you'll get free actual stuff in the mail. Publications, books, magazines, all good reads. Check them out today, trumpetdaily.com. Okay? Now, also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, I'm drinking out of my Armor of God coffee cup here this morning, but we have got tons of coffee cups. We're getting Rise Up coffee cups soon to go with the Rise Up uh Rise Up Coffee itself. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, check out our coffee cups and uh, help us get rid of the ones. that We have a lot of overstock of coffee cups. Great coffee cups, too. On the back of this Armor of God cup, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, 
Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit which is the word of God. Amen. Now, LFA, Rise Up family members, I have some, um, oop, I have some somber news. Some very uh, terrible news to tell you this morning, and that is um, that Mary D'Agostino's husband passed away this Saturday, his birthday. And Miriam, it's her name, she's been so wonderful to me and my family. Her family has been so wonderful, uh, like most of you. And um, I'd like to read, if I could, uh, the post that she put up for everybody this weekend. LFA family. By the way, if you're on Facebook, make sure you join the LFA family group. Okay? It's very important. My husband, Harry. I always loved that, Eli. Harry and Mary D'Agostino. Right? My husband, Harry, passed away Saturday on his 77th birthday. I woke up at approximately 5 a.m., but I could not wake him up. I want to thank Jeremy and Sabrina for sending him an extra shirt and a birthday card when I ordered a blue and gray button-down shirt for him for his birthday. He received this a couple days before his birthday, and he was touched by the kindness of the LFA TV members. Thank you, Jeremy and Sabrina. Thank you, LFA TV For your love and kindness, my sons are both here. We have some close friends and we have cats who loved him and miss him so much. Our Peachy Peaches cat, a.k.a. the biter, as he called her, has taken over his recliner. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, God. We were on a Zach Williams inspiration cruise together for a week in January, thankfully. So if I could ask the LFA family for prayers for Mary, their kitties, their sons, their family. Eli, can you do me a favor when you get a chance? Can you crank down these, both the white and the yellow, just a little? Um... I see a lot of people in the chat sending prayers for Mary. Really, really appreciate that, you guys. Uh, prayers are the most powerful thing on planet Earth. There's nothing in this world that works better than prayer. And for them and their family, um, I know that they're going to feel that love and that warmth and that comforting uh, sentiment coming from you to them through prayer. So make sure you guys add them into your prayers Uh, today we would really appreciate that um again i titled today's show time is ticking and my family has also experienced uh, three different uh, deaths in the past year and um we have more family members who are sick but what we have to understand folks is that This is what we all have coming in our lives. Our time is ticking. We do have an expiration date here on earth in these fleshly bodies. We do have an expiration date. Now, this weekend, I had some time with my two daughters. 
And I explained to them about the time that God gives us and what we're to do with it. We had a very, very long talk about this, and I'd like to talk about that today. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're 18 minutes past the hour. And then we'll get really deep in, into this conversation about time, okay? All right. Lord and Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Holy Jesus of Nazareth, Lord, we thank you for replacing our sin with salvation by taking everything upon us and putting it upon Jesus and taking his salvation and giving it to us when we don't deserve it, Lord. We want to thank you so very much for giving us a pathway back to you for those who pass away here on earth. There's nothing more important than our eternal salvation. This is but a stepping stone. This is a womb for us, a stage from here until the next portion of our existence, Lord. And what we do here with the time that you've given us is so important that we don't want to squander or waste any of it by doing something that doesn't matter. Lord, you have let us know through prayer and petition and through fellowship and worship and congregation that what we do here matters and what we don't do here matters. Everything matters. We talked about that, and we thank you for that message. Help us build upon that message today and really get down to the minimal amount of time that we do have here understanding it so that we can maximize what you put us here to do. Lord and Heavenly Father, for those who are struggling because of death and sickness in family, this is what we rally around. We rally around these hard times in our families, and we rally around you, and we depend on you, Lord, not only for have your will be done, but for, to, for us to be comforted in this time of need. Lord, we thank you for these trials. We thank you for these moments of awareness. And we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Time. Time. Something God does not is not bound by, but something you and I are definitely bound by. Time. And time is linear, start, middle, end. And that's what we have to work with. We don't have the luxury of eternal life here on earth. We have something far better. Eternal life in the heavenly spiritual realm with God, with none of the pain, suffering, sadness that we experience here. However, the time that we spend here will greatly determine, A, whether we did what we were sent here to do, or B, if we can go home in good graces. The reason why you are called not only a child, but a soldier of God, a soldier for the gospel, is because you are on a tour right now. You know when soldiers, warriors, army men and women go overseas and fight and they go on a tour for our freedom? Well, Jesus went on a mission and fought for a three-year tour and died. The, he paid the ultimate price, the ultimate, ultimate price. And so we are to follow in those footsteps. We are to go on tour. 
That's what we're doing here. So when we're done our tour of duty here on this planet, did we A, accomplish our mission and do what we were sent here to do, and B, do we get to go home? Do we deserve to go home with our Father in heaven? Did we do all we could do? Not the amount of things you did. Was your heart in the right place? Did you accomplish what God wanted you to accomplish for your life? That's what we have to work with. So I want to read the description of today. Then I want to read a couple of verses from Proverbs. Then I want to get into a story. Time is ticking. For us, time is everything. God put us here in a time for a length of time to do the one thing he created us to do before our time is done here on earth. Like I said earlier, what you do here matters. What you don't do here matters. Time is moving with or without you. So the question today is how do you add years to your life? Can you add years to your life? Well, that's the answer is yes, but there's a two-part two answer to that. The Bible says how you add years to your life. I believe that it's not only talking physically, but spiritually. I believe that walking with the Holy Spirit and being on a journey here with Jesus, if you put that first as a priority, you will be so spiritually wise, you will have definitely added years of wisdom to your life. Now, are you adding, are you concerned with adding years of wisdom or are you concerned with adding years of physical life? Both would be great, but the years of spiritual wisdom is far more important to me than my physical life here on earth because that's but a blip. Yes, we are definitely going to send Mary some flowers for her family, 100%. Now, we have 1,288 people watching right now that are hearing this important message today. And I say it's very important that we really understand the difference here between spiritual wisdom, years of spiritual wisdom, and years of physical life. I want to go to the verses of the day today. You're welcome, Shane. God bless you. The first one, if you guys have your Bibles, please open up to Proverbs. These are all going to be from Proverbs, by the way. Open up to Proverbs 3, 2. Okay? Now, while you're opening your Bibles up to Proverbs 3, 2, let me give you a, a quick recap of what Proverbs is for people who don't know. Proverbs is an action item book of the Bible. Proverbs is, see this? This is how you do it? Do it. If you do it this way, this will happen. If you do it this way, this will happen. It's very black and white. It is very, very easy to understand. Proverbs is a book full of short little, a wise man does this, but a foolish man does that. A righteous man does this, but an unrighteous man does this. It's very, very, very incredible. Proverbs 3.2 says this, and I'm reading from ESV, just so you know. I really, I wanted to read, I, I read myself from the complete Jewish Bible, the Messianic Bible. That is the Jewish Faith Foundation and the New Testament and the new law of Jesus Christ. However, ESV 
um, is what my church uses. And it is a, a way for a lot of people to really understand and dig deeper. So let me get into Proverbs 3.2 here. Thank you for all the help with flowers, folks. We appreciate you for, for Miriam. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. So this is saying for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. That sounds to me like it is truly talking about physical time. Being in the word of God, walking in the word of God, walking with God in the gospel, being a partner with Jesus, having the Holy Spirit a part of your life and And we're going to be watching a video from Ray Comfort today that shows the scientific proof that believers live longer than non-believers. Now I want you to flip forward to Proverbs 3.16. You're still in 3. You're still in chapter 3 of Proverbs, but go from verse 2 to verse 16. Annette, yeah, that happens to a lot of people. Please make sure that you are following. If you're watching TV, uh, LFA TV today, please make sure that you are following LFA TV. Some people are being automatically unfollowed. It's just a glitch. I want to thank Cat352 for the $50 donation, uh, Eli, to use where needed. So we're going to use that uh, for your salary because we need that for sure right now too um proverbs 316 long life is in her right hand in her left hand are riches and honor now i look at this to be more spiritually driven I look at this to be more spiritually driven. A life can go by in a blink of an eye for people who are preoccupied with things that they shouldn't be focused on. A life can be very, very long and fulfilled, full with peace and honor. If even if you live 20 years less than the opposite, than the opposite of you who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't follow the word, who doesn't um, uh, uh, walk with Jesus. They can live 20 years longer than you, and to them, life feels like a blink of an eye. To you, life is fulfilled. You've got riches and honor, not in material things, in wisdom. And then we're going to move to Proverbs 10, verse 27. Thank you, CQ, for flowers for Miriam, and thank you, Kristen Donovan, $50 $50 more dollars for your salary, Eli. Her and her boys and her great, wonderful husband. Thank you all so much. Proverbs 10, 27. The fear of the Lord prolongs life. But the years of the wicked will be short. So now I think we're back to talking physical because it's talking about an actual length of time, years of your life. The Lord with the Lord, Proverbs 10, 27 says, the Lord prolongs life. Now at that moment, physical, spiritual, but then it says, but the years of the wicked will be short. So now that, When I'm reading that, I'm reading, okay, we're talking definite physical life here. And now we're going to move to Proverbs. We're going to go back a little bit. I apologize. To Proverbs 9, verse 11. Proverbs 9, verse 11. So just go back one chapter. And it says this. For by me, your days will be multiplied and years 
will be added to your life. Now, let me say this to you. People die in their 60s and in their 70s, in their 80s and in their 50s that are God-fearing men and women, correct? And you say, well, years weren't added to their life. How can you say that a person who died at the age of 50 has years added to their life if they were a man of God? Well, I can tell you from my own experience that if I did not become a man of God, if God was not with me in certain times, knowing that I would eventually become a child and a soldier of God, I would be dead. I'd be dead now or locked up for life and might as well be dead. If a person who's a man of God or a woman of God dies in their 50s or their 60s and they were all about God, maybe years were added to their life. Splendor says, do you think this is talking literal or do you think this is talking about your spiritual life in heaven? Well, we know your spiritual life in heaven is forever as eternity. So years can't be added to that if you're going there. Years, there is no such thing as years in heaven. So I think that portions of this is talking about your spiritual life and your spiritual wisdom here on earth. And I think that also it's talking about, there's portions that are talking about your physical life. So, as we get through this today, I want to go and I want to, I want to tell you a story and then I want to read, um, I want to watch a video from Ray Comfort, Okay. So this weekend, I used this weekend, uh, it was Sunday, as time with my two daughters, my two older daughters, to sing worship music. I said, hey, you guys know, we talked about this last week here in Rise Up, that just singing worship music is a form of worship, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, so let's do some karaoke. So while we were doing chores, cleaning, doing dishes and stuff like that, we were doing uh, Christian karaoke. So we were singing Zach Williams songs and Casting Crowns songs and Elevation Worship songs. And we're having a good time and Christian music is playing throughout the house. And, we're, and then we started talking about um, life, complaining, because the kids complain a lot. Thank you, Lisa Young, so much for that. We'll make sure that that gets pushed on uh, to, to Mary and, and, and for, for their healing. The kids complain a lot. They're kids, right? They're teenagers in America. They complain about everything. They complain about this. They complain about that. They don't do this. They don't do that. They're kids. They take everything for granted. They're Americans. We sponsor a boy in Ethiopia by the name of Malugada. Now, we know... We came to know who his family is through our Christian ministry, our church's ministry. And we have a lot of people that are serving uh, overseas, um, building churches and spreading the word of God where it's never been spread before. And so Ethiopia is where Malugada and his family live. Now, Malugada and his family had about, they lived off about $15 a month. If you equate 15 U.S. dollars to their money, that's about what they lived off of a month. Um, they have a small hut for a home, dirt floors, um, and education is not for people like Malugada and his family. Um, you, Unless you're going to have people there teaching it, ministry, um, you have to pay people to come in, and you have to build a school, and you have to teach, and it's really, it's really rough there, obviously. And we've been sponsoring Malugada and his mom and his, his brother and sisters for, oh, I don't know, four years now. And, you know, we write back and forth and we send pictures back and forth. And the, and the, 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 the organization with the Christian ministry that's there, they're, 
they're constantly translating letters and taking pictures of their growth. And um, it's just good. It's a good thing that the kids see that, that we help this family. So we sponsor them 45 bucks a month. That's three times what they were making a month. So what that does is that allow them, allows them to have a, a, a constant flow of food, uh, rice, beans, things like that, that they, you know, stock up on, allows them education, and it allows them uh, to be able to buy clothes as the children grow. Um, it's a lot for them, believe it or not. 45 bucks a month for them is, it's, it's, it's a lot. And so we're sitting there talking this weekend, and we're talking about what God put us here to do, and we're talking about how, um, you know, like the girls are always, they're teenage girls, so they're always, they're up and down with their emotions, and they're doing this wrong, and that right, and this right, and that wrong, and there's nothing, you know, it is what it is, but a lot of their stuff comes from uh, taking things for granted and pride. They're always arguing with each other over who's right and who's better, right? They're always saying nasty things to each other, even though they're you know, supposed to be Christian kids. They're kids. It is what it is. And so I sat there this weekend, and I said to them, I said, you know, you're given a very short, non-guaranteed, as far as how long you're here, life with an expiration date. Why would you spend any of that time, that precious, beautiful time, why would you spend any of it arguing and saying nasty things to each other and becoming a virtual soccer star on Xbox or PlayStation or reading about fantasies far off and, and, and that, 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 that have nothing to do with with. You know, reading five, six, seven, eight books a week, that's great. My one daughter's like, I'm on my fifth book this week. Great, what are you reading? Crap. Now, I understand reading is reading. That's fine. But what she's reading is like, if you're going to put that much effort into reading five books in one week, at least make sure that they... Some of them are going to do something to progress in your life. We're sitting there talking about literally wasting time that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. My son wants to be a soccer player for the, for the Major League Soccer, right? But he spends more time becoming a Major League Soccer star on his video game than he does in real life. That's not going to cut it. And now, this is not me yelling at them. I'm just having conversation with them about understanding time. Now, they're teenage kids. I don't expect them to be look at time the way I do, but I want to instill the importance of a non-guaranteed expiration date that we all have. And I don't want them to waste a decade of their life doing something that doesn't matter. Hobbies are fine. Relax time, downtime, rest and relaxation, R&R, that's fine. I'm talking about overdoing it and spending hours and hours a day doing something that will never ever help somebody else or help you get to where you need to be so you can be in a position to help other people and be a Christian and show the light of God. Now, their their perception of time isn't like our perception of time, but at this age, they're starting to understand that, whoa, it's already the end of February. Where did 2024 already go? I said, you know that feeling that you're having right there? That feeling is going to infinitely multiply by the time you're 40 years old. And time is going to go so fast, you're going to start having dreams about, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I should have been doing this. I should be doing that. So yes, being a Christian, actually physically and spiritually, prolongs your life. But for what reason? At, to what end? Why, why do you want a prolonged life here? Do you want a prolonged life for selfish reasons so you can spend more time achieving, experiencing? Or do you really want more years to your life so that you can show the work of God more? That's, where I'm, that's what I'm starting to realize right now, is that it's not, it never was, and it never will be about me, ever. 
I can't want years prolonged to my life for my own selfish reasons. And I also can't worry about it. I also can't think about it. All I have to do is wake up and say, I'm here again. Thank you. What would you like me to do today? Because we're all heading towards that expiration date. And when we do expire, what did we do while we were here? And I explained to my daughters, you are in a womb. Remember I explained that to you. When you're in your mom's stomach, you don't want to be anywhere else. When you are baking and growing from an embryo to a human being in your mom's belly, that's your life. Now you hear your father speaking out here when the father reaches down to the belly and says, hey there, son. Hey there, little girl. How you doing? Your child can hear you as the father. They can't touch you. They can't see you. They can't hug you. They can't smell you. They can only hear you. But to them, they're in a world, they're in a realm that you can't be. That you are not there and they're not in yours. But they can hear you. The two are connected, right? That baby is in a womb in a different world than you are, but in your world. And I explained to them, that's all we are right now. We are in a second womb. We can hear God. We know that we exist with God. We know that God is in us and we're in God. But we can't see him. We can't touch him. We can't hug him. We can't smell him. We can hear him and we can feel him. And one day... Just like you did not want to leave that world to come to this world and you were scared because you didn't know what this world was and you came out crying, wondering what the heck is going on. It's the same thing here. You don't want to leave this world because it's all you know. You're comfortable here. But I can promise you, if you can hear God, if you can hear your father, you are just hearing outside the womb and it exists out there. There's a whole life going on out there. It's just not the one you live in now. But you're going there. It's the same thing. That's the most easy way to explain it to anyone. And so we talked about that. And we talked about that time that you have from the moment that you leave that world and come to this one to the moment that you leave this world and go to that one. What are you going to do with that time? That's the question. So let's go to Comfort Mondays, Mr. Ray Comfort. And this is titled, Unbelievers Will Die 10 Years Earlier Than Believers. It's science. Roll it. Comprehensive scientific research has exposed a startling reality for the ungodly. Their neglect to obey the gospel and subsequent life choices will almost certainly reduce their lifespan. Science is now pointing towards a clear connection between spirituality and longevity. Forbes, in a compelling article titled, Science Says Religion is Good for Your Health, highlights research from the Mayo Clinic affirming that religious involvement and spirituality are strongly associated with better health outcomes, including greater longevity. Pew Research adds weight to this revelation, noting that more than 80% of Americans over 75 are Christians, emphasizing the impact of religious affiliation on a longer, healthier life. Research at the Mayo Clinic report that over the past three decades, at least 18 prospective studies have constantly shown that religiously involved individuals live longer. The Journal of Social, Psychological and Personality Science further supports these findings, revealing that religiously affiliated people live up to nearly 10 years longer than their non-religious counterparts. But what's the secret to this extended life? The Allied Times identifies five key factors, regular exercise, healthy eating, devotion to family, a sense of purpose built around community and giving, and a spiritual life. However, the revelation doesn't stop there. Unbelievers who die younger often maintain a healthy lifestyle, love their families, and have a sense of community. The overlooked reason? 
Christians are more cautious about what they put into their bodies, avoiding alcohol abuse, illegal drugs, and tobacco. Alcohol-related deaths in the U.S. exceed 140,000 annually, according to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Christians' abstinence from illegal drugs, which cause over 106,000 deaths annually, and tobacco responsible for more than 480,000 deaths each year in the U.S., is another contributing factor. Moreover, Christians avoid engaging in high-risk behaviors, such as promiscuity and homosexuality, which has contributed to the deaths of over 700,000 through AIDS in the U.S. Science has discovered that Christians live just under 10 years longer than unbelievers. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Do you think there's life after death? No. Do you ever think about your own death? A lot, yeah. Does it scare you? It does. I'm envious of people who believe in God because I think it gives you faith to live on and to have like a purpose and know where you're going after death. We keep reincarnating until we eventually get life right. But yeah, I believe once we get the morality of life right and become good people, eventually we um, are granted the eternal peace of not having to be here on earth and our souls can roam free in the higher dimensions. Maggie, there's a difference between believing in God and having faith in God. Can you think of anyone you have faith in? Only myself. <laughs> Ever flown in a plane? Yes. You trusted the pilot with your life. You didn't even see the pilot. You didn't give him a breathalyzer test to see if he'd been drinking. You just trusted your life to a complete stranger. So how much more should we trust the God who cannot lie? And that's what the Bible talks of when it speaks of having faith in God. Do you think you're a good person? Yes. How many lies have you told in your life? Probably less than ten. I think I'm a very honest person. What do you call someone who tells lies? A liar. So what are you? A liar. I, I've lied before. I've stolen. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Sure. Yeah, I have. Do you love your mum? I do. Did you ever use her name as a cuss word? No. Why not? Because I love her. And you respect her. Yeah. But you don't respect the God that gave you a mother because you've taken his holy name and used it as a cuss word. That's called blasphemy. Very serious. Yeah. One to go, and I appreciate your honesty with me and your yeah. patience. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Definitely. Had sex All before. All the time. Yeah. Every day. You had sex before marriage. Oh, yes. So here's a quick summation of your court case on Judgment Day. You've told me you're a lying thief, a blasphemer, a fornicator, an adulterer at heart, and you're self-righteous, which is a sin in God's eyes, and saying you're a good person when you're not. So on Judgment Day, will you be innocent or guilty? I will be guilty, but hopefully God forgives me. I mean, I was out there gangbanging. I've been shot. I've been almost died a few times. But that wasn't the time that God, God touched me. It was, uh, I had did something real bad, you know? After I did, I just felt like a sense of remorse. Like, I don't know, it, it just... Did you shoot someone? I, I'm not going to say what I did. Guilt, remorse. Um, it's the power of the conscience, isn't it? Yes. Bad, and, and I asked him for forgiveness. And when I did that, I just felt a warm feeling of comfort, all the, the remorse, the guilt, everything. I felt like God touched me and, and he forgave me. Have you ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? It's saying God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge who looks at a criminal who's committed murder, but he keeps saying, I'm a good person. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious your crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. And Maggie's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row. That's why you'll die. And your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. So if you're guilty on judgment day, would you go to heaven or hell? I guess hell. Yeah, does that concern you? Somewhat. It horrifies me. I've just met you, but I love you. You're a human being. I don't want you to end up in hell. I don't either. Do you know what God did for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? Jesus died for yeah, our sins. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? Here you are, under God's wrath, heading for hell. How can Jesus dying on the cross help you in your dilemma? I'm not sure. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said, it is finished, just before he died. He was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays those fines, even though you're guilty. See, a lot of fines here, but someone's paid them. You can leave, and it's legal. Well, God can legally take that death sentence off you and let you live forever, all because Jesus paid the fine on that cross and rose again on the third day. And all you have to do to find everlasting life is repent of your sins, turn from them, 
and trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. If you're on a plane 10,000 feet up and you had to jump, why would you put on a parachute? To help save my life. Yeah, you don't want to die and your motivation is fear. And that fear is your friend, not your enemy. It's doing you a favor. It's making you put on a parachute. And because I love you, I've tried to put the fear of God in you today, hoping you'll see that fear as your friend, not your enemy, because it'll make you serious with the God that gave you life. It'll make you think about eternity and where you're going to spend forever. And it'll bring you to the foot of the cross where you'll find everlasting life. Is this making sense? Oh, yeah. You want to think about what we talked about? I, I will. Seriously? I, I will, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm trying to live a, a more, I'm trying to live a good moral life every day. Well, you can't do it because of the power of lust. We're like, we're like moths to a flame. And what you need is a new heart with new desires. And the moment you repent, put your faith in Christ, God says, I'll take your heart and give you a new heart that loves to do that which is right. And that'll be your own personal miracle. You'll be born again. And you'll know what I'm saying is true because you've experienced the power of God in your own life. Retransforms you from someone who loves that which is wrong to someone that loves that which is right. And you'll have the knowledge you have everlasting life. So it makes sense what I'm saying? It does. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus? Starting now. So you're going to think about what we talked about? I will think about this moment for the rest of my life. That's wonderful. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus? I'm not fully convinced yet. <laughs> I think um, I'm just very doubtful, very untrusting. When I was younger, I would always pray to a God. And I think a lot of stuff hasn't gone my way. And I think my whole life I've been told that if that happens, there really is no God. Our minds are incredibly sinful. We're very selfish by nature. God gave us life and we treat him like a divine butler and he's supposed to come running when we click our fingers. And the Bible says he's nothing like that. It says his wrath abides on us. He's the judge of the universe. You have eyes because God gave you eyes. You can see because he gave you the gift of eyesight. You can taste good food because he gave you taste buds. You can think clearly because God gave you a brain. You can listen to good music and hear the birds in the morning because God gave you the ability to hear. He put blood in your veins. He breathed life into your body. And have you ever thanked him for life from your heart? I haven't. Why does he do good for us? God is love. An evidence of his love is the blueness of the sky, the warmth of the sun. All these things have been made for the benefit of man. It didn't happen because of an explosion in space. And so all around us we see the evidence of his love, and he proved his love by Jesus dying on the cross. The Bible says God commanded his love toward us and that while we get sinners, Christ died for us. So we don't deserve his gift of everlasting life. So whatever you do, don't think about it too long because every day 150,000 people die. A lot are young people. Every year 54 million are swallowed by this thing called death. And I don't want that to happen to you. And examine my tone. Why am I speaking to you like this? Why have I got such passion in my voice? It's because I really do care about you and where you spend eternity. And I really know what I'm saying is true. It's the gospel truth. I wouldn't lie to you about something so serious. So will you think about this with a sense of seriousness? I will. Can I give you a book I've written called Volatile? I see you wearing a t-shirt. Do you believe what it says? I have no idea what it says, actually. <laughs> it says crystal ball readings. That's the first thing I saw when I saw you. <laughs> Only God knows the future. Okay. Human beings don't. We don't even know what the weather's going to be tomorrow. We just take a guess, an estimated guess. But 2,500 years ago, God named the nations that would attack Israel in the last days. He actually gave us the names of the nations. 2,500 years ago, which shows us the Bible is inspired by God, that it's his word, it's got his fingerprint all over it, and it'll give you more faith in God's word so you can read it with confidence. If it is his word, then its promise of everlasting life is true, and that means you can have hope in your death. And this is the Gospel of John, which is the fourth book of the New Testament. And this is a little booklet called Save Yourself Some Pain, which is Principles of Christian Growth. I ask each and every one of you, how, how many of you think you could get that far with a non-believer? Talk to somebody that long with a stranger who's a non-believer. Hmm? 
That's the difficult part, right? That's that's how do we do that, right? Well, I think you you speak to God and you ask the Holy Spirit to bring you through, and He does that. Now tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, um, I've still not been able to locate the file in which because there's two different files, and I hope I didn't uh, accidentally delete it. I have not been able to locate the entire full file of me and Ken Ham and Ray Comfort talking, but I was able to locate. The first file, which is my interview with Ken Ham, and I'll just play you uh, like a minute of this because we're going to play 22 minutes of this tomorrow. Check this out. <laughs> Jeremy Harrell here, live from America. We're here at the Ark Encounter. I was a little fat with Mr. Ken Ham and all my kids, and uh, they were gracious enough to give us some time um, to uh, meet Mr. Ham and, and ask some questions. And I have some questions, or the kids have some questions. So uh, turn it over to the kids. And Olivia, I know you had a question first, so. Yeah. This is Olivia, by the way. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> is it hard to have your life and, like, be you? Is it hard to have my life and be <clears throat> me? Well, you know what? This ministry does consume us 24 hours a day. That is true. And it's what the Lord has called, called me to and called my wife to so that, you know, we see that we're one together in this. And uh, it's interesting because you get attacked by all sorts of people. I get attacked by the atheists and they print a lot of lies out there. And, and uh, even uh, there's a lot of Christians in the church that would not believe Genesis. And So that's tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We'll play that 22-minute interview. Hopefully I'll find the conversation where I was talking to Ray uh, with him. I couldn't find it this morning, but I was also not really looking that hard either. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, taking you out the same way I brought you in with some good music. I love each and every one of you. That hour goes by fast. It sure does. Make sure that you do right with the time that you have here on this earth, folks. Make sure that every day you say to yourself, if I had just today to show God that I loved him so much that at the end of the day, he would tell me, you know what? I believe you. I believe you love me. Come with me in eternity. Would you waste any second that day? That's how we have to look at things. Can't repay the kindness. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I love you. Kevin Smith filling in for Mike Crispy next, talking about space lasers. Can't wait to hear about that. And then two hours of Live from America right after that. Love you guys. God bless. Yeah.